Welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. I have one of my favorite people who's going who's also helps us feed stray cats and dogs. Mercy, how you doing? Good to have you on the show. Good morning. Um, and uh, we were just talking before the show started about how cats are are the uh, center of all injuries. Uh, the, cats are the center of the world. I mean, yeah. as far as they're concerned, <laughs> let's just, let's just get right down to it. Okay, we're, cats all, lucky. we're all lucky we're alive. Um, yeah, uh, I wanted to have you on to talk about uh, building social media community within the cyber insurance space, which you've been doing over the last year, and you really started about a year ago. And you've done a great job, so I think it would be good for you to give some tips. But what challenges? Well, what challenges did you have before you started building the community, and then and then once you started to build the community? Well, my first challenge, of course, was figuring out how to use LinkedIn. Yeah, um, right. I I was totally a novice at this, and I'm you know my own fault. Um, at my age for not learning all this stuff. And I had ignored LinkedIn for many years. And finally, oh, what about two and a half years ago, I, something went on and I thought, eh, I better check this out. Right. And so I got on and I started to play with it. And I, I my profile was bad and I, right. I didn't know quite what I was doing, but I knew I could post some insurance stuff that somebody sure. might listen to. Sure. And then sure enough, they did. They started to do it. And then- yeah. You got more focused and you actually did your first podcast. I think that was on our show, right? You did your first one with us. I think it was. Yeah. First one was for you. Yeah. And I've done about eight since then. Eight. And that's been in the last year, right? The eight in the last in the, year. In the last year. Yeah. yeah. And they're insurance focused. Yeah. So what when you're when you're trying to build a community around insurance that's a challenge what what was the challenge well first of all the community my community isn't that large my community is only like 2300 people and that's fine right. i don't i'm not looking to have 11000 followers nobody's right. going to follow an insurance agent okay right. let's just get real let's just right. get real serious about that right. okay few people want to follow an insurance agent except other insurance agents yeah exactly and so i was I was doing was posting about my teaching mm -hmm. and uh, that seemed to get, you know, that started it because posting about my teaching that I was doing, people were looking, so, oh, she teaches, where is she teaching at? What does she teach? And then it got more into the cyber realm. And then I started to find a lot of people who were yeah, not necessarily in the insurance business, but were in ancillary cybersecurity businesses. Right. And they kind of jumped on too. So I've been speaking with more of them. Right. And that's, a, that's so that's an important tip for people to take away is that sometimes it's not your direct industry, it's your indirect industry, right? Uh, your direct yeah. industry is insurance, but it happens you're focused on cyber insurance. So anything attached to cyber has a potential, you have potential yeah. value for that. Um, and, and that's a hard thing to build a space in because now everybody's a cyber expert, right? Everybody's a cybersecurity yeah. expert, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I guess the people that I've got right now, um, that follow me, I I've ended up with a few in Canada. I've got a few in the middle East. I've got some in Australia and it's because we have common connections somewhere else 
and we're we're connecting with each other or somebody knows you or somebody knows right. doug or well, right. we can still blame this all on doug yeah, you know that, that can't doug you was the um, first guest on this i blame him for this entire series so he, yes he's yes he's he's a problem yeah. um but um yeah, we uh, I, it's kind of taken off kind of strangely in different directions to um, people that aren't involved in cyber, but are in, in close to the insurance industry. And um, now it's taken off a little bit on ageism, too, because yeah. some of the women in the industry um, have been in the industry like I have for many years and are either still staying in or coming back. And uh, so we've been talking some ageism too, and that's good. We need to we need to be talking about old people like us. I would think in that space, anybody that's been successful that's a female has probably had to deal with ageism the entire career. Oh, sure, because when you're young, they're saying ageism you're too or young. Sexism, right? Yeah, when you're too young, you're too yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah, you're too young. And when you're middle-aged, you're, are you going to have a baby type of routine? And right. then it gets into the menopausal routine. And then it gets the, oh, my God, finally. Right. Finally, somebody's recognized that I know what I'm doing. Right. And uh, we do it. So <laughs> now, do you think it was easier for you to build up your community on the insurance side or the cyber side? Or there wasn't really much of a difference between the two? I don't think there was much of a difference. Um, the insurance people that I connected with initially, I knew uh, a lot of them and I was connecting with them. So they were, you know, connecting back. Um, right. I don't think the insurance probably is what started it. Right. And then it branched off into the cyber, but it was the insurance initially. Let's talk a little bit about cyber insurance, because I think it's a topic that people don't understand they have a difficult enough time understanding insurance and then you add it to <laughs> cyber and then they think they have coverage on something but they don't why don't you talk a little bit about that kind it's of it's been it's been an interesting journey in the last seven years um cyber originally was a lot of people just concerned about ransomware mm -hmm. and it, it finally it took a few years till people realized that it, that you're not going to ransom a dentist's office normally. You're not going to ransom a small tool and die shop. What you're trying to do is steal money. That's the whole end. That's the bottom line is stealing money. Right. So however you can do it quickest and fastest, you're going to do it. Right. And it's gotten to the point where um, the money theft situation has gotten really tough for small businesses because they are being constantly battered by spam and by people trying to get into their systems to get the money out of the bank. Right. And that's what we can cover. We can cover them getting the money out of the bank. Now right. you can do that under a crime policy too, but sometimes cyber is broader. So right. I've been doing eh, 70% of my work for the past couple of years has just been writing cyber policies within the agency for the clients we already had Right. And um, I, I learned that if you talk to them about ransomware, they all look at you and say, I'm not going to get ransomed. And you, uh, it finally occurred to me, they're right. right. And so I, based on the crime, I just basically tell them, hey, your neighbor down the street just lost $100,000 because somebody scammed him out of money in yeah. the bank. That they understand. Do you think that people should look at the insurance based on their gross revenues? Or what? how do you think it's best to look at what kind of policy they should have or, or, or whatnot. 
You know what? I don't think gross revenues is a is a good reason is a good way to look at it. Okay. Everybody needs some. The, the, the whole situation is finding a competent agent mm-hmm. that knows what what you need. Mm-hmm. And most agents, if you if you can give them an outline of what your business does, can make sure you've or can alert alert you to what you need. Now you can't always buy everything you need. Right. That's the reality. It's can it can be too expensive. Right. But if you find a good competent agent, that agent should be able to walk you through what you really need, especially if you're just getting started, and then help you over the years right. as you need to broaden things. What what do you think uh are like maybe some three key questions everybody should be asking their agent and what the answer should be? That would to help weed out whether or not you Ooh. get a good agent or not. You don't have to come up with three. We can come up with one and it'll be fine. But like, what's a good question for somebody to ask an agent to see if their agent is? How, how, how many other businesses like mine do you insure? Yeah, there you go. That's a great one. Okay. Right? Because, because if I'm a car dealership and you've never insured a car dealership before, that's a big problem. Right. Okay. Um, do you yeah. Do you specialize in my kind of business? Can you give me referrals of people that you write that are in my kind of business? Um, what kind of what companies do you use? Right. Because that are you independent or are you a captive agent? Right. Do you have only one company or do you have 30 now? Yeah. Just being just having 30 companies doesn't really necessarily mean anything. And uh-huh. neither does being with a big agency anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have a nice six-person agency and do a heck of a lot of business and do a wonderful job. You don't need to be a national broker. Right. And what's the basic policy everybody should have to, to protect them against cyber stuff? Well, you have to have a general liability policy. Right. That's right. Okay. Some sort of general liability and probably some kind of a property policy uh-huh. and a business auto policy if you've got an automobile that's uh, owned by the business. So there's your three basics. Right. Okay. Right. Then I go with an umbrella. Right. And then probably your cyber. Right. So, I mean, you, you can, you can add on a whole lot more, but it just depends. Life insurance for the employees you want to get rid of. Life insurance for for the the key owners. Okay. Key owners insurance. Okay. Um, Employee benefits programs, you know, all of those things can come into play as you get older or as your business gets older. And so you can, there's, there's all kinds you can, you can be insurance poor. I mean, in reality, you can make yourself insurance poor. So you have to have somebody too that recognizes that and says, look, here's the risks. What are the risks you're going to take on yourself? Do you really worry about can you afford a $10,000 deductible on your commercial building? Most right. of our clients do nowadays. They don't want to turn in claims for $1,500. Right. So they'll take a bigger deductible in order to get a lesser lesser premium. That's right. So, well, Now, what did you, let's talk about what you learned the most from going from somebody not really knowing how to build in a community to somebody who's actually been building it and actually getting some business out of it and actually getting some podcasts out of it and actually getting some business out of it. Uh, what, what did you, what, what were the key things you learned? Well, people want to help. 
Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think we overlook the fact that people want to help. Right. Especially on LinkedIn, they recognize that if they help you, it's helping themselves. Yeah. And uh, that's that's important. So, you know, I I was brazen with a couple people that had podcasts. I said, you know, can I can I be in your podcast once? And once I got on one, it was like, oh, you know what? You ought to talk to this person. And that and it starts it starts to roll. And um, people like talking to each other and and giving each other help. Um, I had a gentleman who joined, who connected with me probably three or four months ago that's been in the business for a long time. Uh Um, He does something kind of different than than we do. And um, he called me about a week ago and said, I want you to look at this for me. And it's a cyber program. And I said, why are you coming to me? You're a broker. You can go to you can go direct to these people. Why pay me commission? Mm -hmm. And he said, you're the expert. He said, I don't want to touch this. Yeah, that's You've great. You've touched it for me. Yeah. I said, okay. It's awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show and chatting about this. I think well, it's- You're a- welcome. And- Now, I have a question. Sure. There, the world wants to know. Yes. Why did Roger Wilkerson disappear for 10 days in November of 23? Well, now, this is going to be. No, 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 wait. You're just going to make up all kinds of excuses. See, no, no, no. This is going to be Agatha Christie. I will. So, what she's talking about is I was off of LinkedIn for 10 days, and Bobby started leaking these episodes. I'm actually going to let him continue to leak the episodes because he had so much fun. Well, you know, you're. Let's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mystery is saying say, this, is, could, this could be as drastic as Agatha Christie's disappearance let, back let, in the 20s. It, so. had, it had nothing to do with um, Microsoft coming out on top of the AI drama. It had nothing to uh, do with Now, see, I thought you were negotiating Sam's contract. I figured that was one of them. Or I maybe, maybe you were consulting the White House Sam's on public relations. Sam's a pretty good negotiator. Um, Actually, to be fair, sometimes you have to jump off of social media platforms for a couple of days just to focus on other social media platforms. And we had to do a bunch <laughs> of had, So that's what that was about. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll accept that for that's now. We'll accept that for now. Inquiring minds one more. Yes. What's going on? All right, dear. Thank you much for having me. Thanks.